dads, daughters, teachers, whoever listens to this this podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Jordan, and the podcast is Raising Daughters. And today I'm coming to you with a new podcast. It's a different topic than I usually do, I think. I'm doing this because I've been struck lately by seeing a lot of girls who are having uh, unhealthy relationships with their parents. So the question I want to open with today is, are you too close to your daughter? Are you too close to your daughter? I think it's easy to reflexively just say, oh no, I'm not too close. How can you be too close to your daughter? And yet, I see it a lot. I see it a lot, and it's really unhealthy. There are a lot of reasons why we might be too involved in our daughter's lives. There's a lot of reasons why our daughters may look too much to us. There's a lot of reasons why our daughters may end up taking responsibility for us. And I want to talk about some of those reasons. But I also want to refer you to a, a podcast that came out this past March, March uh, 24th, uh, 2022, about the vulnerable child syndrome. If you didn't listen to that, then you might want to listen to that because it explains what that means. Vulnerable child syndrome or ghosts in the nursery. What it means is there are things that happened to us growing up in our past there are things that happen that we experience in the prenatal period, the perinatal period, after our kids are born, that causes us to have some kind of emotions. It could be sadness or hurts or anger or whatever. And if we don't take care of those emotions, they can come back and haunt us in our parenting. That's the ghost in the nursery concept. And I think there, are, there tends to be ghosts in the nursery that makes our kids vulnerable to becoming enmeshed with us in our lives, when we're there too much, when our daughters are too involved in our stuff, if you will. Let me give you some examples. It's probably, you may be confused by what I'm saying. Let me give you a bunch of examples of girls I've seen in the last couple of years who I felt like were too close to their parents. And almost always it's with their moms. It's, it's, I've seen a few girls with their dads, but it's almost always with girls and their moms. For example, does your daughter look to you too much when they're trying to make decisions? Because they're so worried about pleasing you or not wanting to disappoint you. I had a girl who, who felt like she had to stay close to her, her mom because her mom needed her. Her mom confided in her about all kinds of things. And this girl was a year or so into college and she needed some time off. She wanted to do a little gap year, a gap semester. She wanted to go to Europe and travel and just spread her wings and try something different. And her mom wouldn't let her because her mom needed her so much emotionally. And this girl, because she felt responsible for her mom's happiness, this girl turned down opportunities and she was miserable, which is why I saw her in my office. I've had some girls who aren't allowed to go away to college, not allowed to leave town. One girl whose name was... um, I'll call her Esther. And by the way, the, when I use girls' names in these podcasts, they're never the real girls' names. They're, they're true stories, but I've changed the names to uh, make sure they stay anonymous. Anyway, this girl was really micromanaged growing up. She wasn't will, or able to date in high school. Her parents wouldn't let her. They were so afraid of boys. Uh, they made her go to a college in town because they were, they were so afraid she was going to get hurt or raped. All, they have all these fears. She lived her whole life up till then based upon her parents' fears of her getting hurt. 
another girl, by the way, who is 24, went to college, and she's uh, very dependent upon her parents, especially when it comes to decisions. And she's living in a big city. She's got a good job. She has been working for a couple years, but she's living with her sister in an apartment owned by her parents in a, in a big city uh, you know, about six hours from her hometown. And she still feels like she's under her parents' thumb. She feels like she's still too caught up in her parents' uh, dis, uh, disapproval of her, or her parents being disappointed in her decisions. She's had these urges to strike out and try something new. One of her friends got a, a job in, in uh, England, and she wanted so bad to move and to get away and to just, just find her space and find herself. But she's had a hard time doing that because she's so afraid her parents would be upset with her. Too close, too caught up in not wanting to disappoint her parents and thus not doing her life. Another girl who I would call Jackie, her mom refused to pay for her to go away to college. This girl was a straight student, was involved in 50 things every year in high school and busy, busy, busy. And besides all that high school stuff that she was doing, she also was needed to take care of her three younger siblings at home and also to take care of her mom's depression. And the reason her mom was refusing to pay for her to go away to school was because she didn't think she'd be able to handle the kids. Who was going to make dinner? Who was going to be there for them after school? And who was going to be there for her to confide in? So this girl was stuck in town in her, in, this is her, her word, stuck in town because she was so afraid of what would happen to her siblings if she left. And she was so afraid of what would happen to her mom and her mom's depression if she left because she felt so responsible for her mom's depression. I've seen lots of, lots of girls who end up feeling responsible, not just for their parents' feelings, but also for their parents' happiness. There's a girl I counseled a couple years ago who was an only child, and she lived with a mom who was divorced and who was really depressed. And this mom had no friends, didn't have a life. She went to work, she came home, she sat down, and she drank a couple glasses of wine, and she watched TV, and she felt lonely and miserable, and so she would talk about all of that with her daughter, Kiera. And Kiera wanted to be there for her mom. She loved her mom. And she was interested somewhat in, in what her mom was going through. But, that, but she got overwhelmed a lot with all of that. Too much. This girl was 17 and starting to go through the college process. She was having some issues with her boyfriend. She had some friend drama going on. She had life and educational issues and stress from her schoolwork. And the last thing she needed was her mom to, to dump a whole pile of her, her mom's feelings onto her plate. It was too much. And she got overwhelmed and overloaded. And that's why I saw her in my counseling practice. I see a lot of girls who end up being uh, a therapist for their friends, but also sometimes for their parents. And it's usually with their moms. That's one way they end up getting enmeshed is that their mom doesn't have a, a, a mother to talk to or a sister or a relative or a close friend. So they end up using their daughter as their confidant. I see a lot of girls also who end up getting sucked into their parents' marriage drama. I saw a girl uh, not that long ago and she she's not a girl, she's a woman. She's actually been married and divorced. And she has a little girl who's, who's five. 
and uh, her her mom, before she delivered her, had had four miscarriages and a stillborn. So when this girl, Michaela, was born, she was a miracle baby. And her mom poured everything she had into this baby. She wanted to have kids so badly, and she had tried for so many years and did some in vitro stuff, etc. So when Michaela came out, then she this was this was like her best friend. This was her everything. This was her whole life, and that became smothering because now she feels like she's responsible for her mom and her mom's happiness. A lot of girls end up being in the middle of their parents' arguments when their parents are fighting before they get divorced, or even after they get divorced. They get pulled in, and they feel like they have to be there. Otherwise, I've had a lot of girls say they're worried their moms are going to get hurt. Their moms, maybe their dad will get physical with their mom. They need to be there, and they want to know what's going on. And they get so involved in all that that they get overloaded and overwhelmed. It's too much. And that kind of adult stuff doesn't belong on their plate. I saw a girl who I will call Laura, who was a, who was a junior in high school. And her mom was very strict. Very strict. It didn't let her go out. was really overprotective. And, and her mom's story, her ghost in her nur- nursery, two things. One of them was this girl, um, Laura's older sister, had gotten into drugs when she was in high school and was acting out and fighting with her mom because her mom was being too restrictive. And this girl's response was to fight back and to rebel and to do everything. That was one ghost in her mom's nursery. The other one was that this mom's own sister, when she was growing up, had died of a drug overdose when she was in high school. So the girl, Laura, who I was working with, her response wasn't to rebel. Her response was to shut down and to give in and to try and please her mom because she saw all the anger and all the fighting and stuff that had gone on between her mom and her older sister. The police had come to the house several times because there was so much stuff going on. She didn't want to repeat that. And so she just kind of took care of her mom and did whatever her mom wanted. And her mom got really involved in her life and knew everything about all of her friends and all that. And they were enmeshed. And this girl did not have her own identity. So another girl who I'll call Jane, her mom was really hypercritical of all of her boyfriends. And she would talk about them. She got involved with them. She was always, she read all of her texts. She got on all of her social media sites and read all of her stuff. She would read her journal. And this girl had no privacy. And this mom's ghost in her nursery, which made her vulnerable to parenting different than she probably would normally have, was that she had an abusive ex-husband. And this woman had a lot of issues about men, and she was uh, uh, projecting all that onto her daughter and her daughter's boyfriends, and she was trying to protect her, and so she ended up micromanaging and being hypercritical, all of which was pushing her daughter away, even though they were too close. (laughs) 16-year-old Molly, her and her mom were kind of too close, too involved with each other. And the story here was that her mom had never been close to her mom, and she had never been close to her older sister. And so she had felt alone growing up. She had felt rejected. And I think she had an unconscious belief that if she kept her daughter Molly close to her, then the issues of rejection and abandonment from her mom and her sister would be resolved. She wasn't actually 
consciously thinking this, but I think that was behind her behavior. That was her ghost, if you will, in her nursery. So there are times when parents can become too close, too enmeshed in their daughter's lives because of reasons like I just explained and more. Where the daughters look to them way too much for decision making, for making choices, too much to their parents for their approval, to not to disappoint them. Too close in the sense that they are their parents' confidant. It's, a, it's the person their parent goes to with all their issues because their parent doesn't have any friends, no relatives to talk to. Taking care of their parents' mental health issues because their, their mom is depressed or anxious or whatever. And so they feel like they have to take care of them. So they put their needs aside and they make their mom's needs more important. And that becomes their pattern. Parents who are strict because of lots of reasons, who end up being too involved in their daughter's friendships, too involved in their daughter's dating relationships, too involved in their daughter's college selection process because of some story in their past, which is causing them to do too much. So the most important thing, if you want to not be too close to your daughter, the most important thing is awareness. Awareness, awareness, awareness. Becoming aware of and conscious of, are there any unhealthy patterns that exist between me and my daughter in our relationship? My experience tells me that a lot of adults are walking around this world half asleep. They're sleepwalking and they're not conscious of their behavior. When I see uh, some parents who get divorced and uh, I, I saw this example this week. Uh, this, the parents got divorced. The dad got remarried, moved out of state uh, about a thousand miles away, rarely calls his daughter, uh, comes home once every month or two. Sometimes he calls his daughter and sees her. Sometimes he doesn't. And when he does call her and see her, it's usually just to go out to dinner. That's it. Um, so this girl has been taking on what's wrong with me. Am I not lovable? Am I not good enough? Why doesn't he care about me? Why doesn't he love me? which is easy to, to you know understand about why she might think that way. Not true, but it's easy to see why she might start to believe that. And one of the things I tell girls with situations like that and others is, your dad loves you, but he may not be aware of how to love you. And no person in their quote-unquote right mind would not want to call you, would not want to spend time with you, your dad's sleepwalking through life. He's not awake. If he was awake and conscious and with it, there's no way he would not want to spend time with you. This is not about you. I read a story a long time ago in a book by Anthony DeMello, one of my favorite authors. And the story goes like this. <clears throat> there's a tramp one time who lived in London. And it was a cold, uh, drizzly night, which happens a lot in London. It was chilly. He hadn't eaten in two days. So this tramp was settling in for the night, cold, hungry, and he was settling in on the bank of the Thames River. And he was trying to cuddle up with his little tattered coat. And he was about to fall asleep when a chauffeur-driven Rolls Royce pulls up. The door opens up and this beautiful woman steps out. And she says, sir, are you spending the night out here in the rain? And he says, uh, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, have you had a good meal in a while? He said, I haven't eaten in two days. She said, you know what? I'm not willing to let that happen. She said, I want you to come home with me. I will cook you a big meal. I'll give you a, a nice warm bed for the night. 
So he invites him, and she and he gets into the chauffeur. I mean, I'm sorry, into the Rolls Royce, and she drives to her home. It's this huge mansion. When they get there and they get out, a butler comes out, and the woman says, uh, "Sir, please feed this man a whatever he wants to eat. Uh, give him the best uh, guest room we have, and make sure he is comfortable for the night." And this is what the butler does. This guy sits down, has this incredible meal, takes him upstairs. He he uh, takes a sh- takes a bath. He cleans up. He's got this comfortable bed. He's laying there. He's he's getting ready to fall asleep. And at this time, the woman remembers her guest. And so she gets out of bed, slips on a nightgown, and she uh, pads down to his room, knocks on the door, and he says, come on in. And he says, did you have a good meal? And he said, oh, yes, unbelievable. It was, thank you so much. And she said, is the bed comfortable enough? He said, oh, love it. I haven't had a bed like this in years. And she said, are you warm enough? He said, yes, yes, I'm warm enough. I'm comfortable. This is so great. And the woman said, well, maybe you would like a little bit of company. He said, why don't you move over a bit? And so she pulls up the covers and she slides into bed next to him. And he moves over a little bit to give her room. And as he does, he moves over and he falls right into the Thames River. He was dreaming. He was sleepwalking through his life. I'm... I'm afraid that many adults are sleepwalking through and they're not aware that sometimes they are being too close to their daughters, that they're, they're causing their daughters to be too dependent upon them, etc., etc. So first and foremost, awareness. Step back, take stock of, am I being too close? Am I doing too much? Am I micromanaging? And if you're not sure, ask your daughter, especially if they're in middle school or high school. Ask them if sometimes they feel like uh, they're responsible for you, if they're responsible for your happiness, if they're responsible for your emotions, if they're responsible for you and dad's fights. Ask them if if they're spending too much time worried about you being disappointed in them and they're making decisions based upon that. Ask them and listen and allow them to be honest. If you've got issues, if you're depressed or anxious, if you don't have friends and you're using your daughter as a confidant, if there's problems in your marriage and you're, and you're, and you're dragging your daughter to be the messenger or, or to take care of, of stuff between you and your husband, then you need to work through your issue. You need to go to counseling, to marriage counseling, to personal counseling. If you've got past issues from your childhood, you need to go to a therapist and express your feelings and make better sense of all that so that that story doesn't become involved in your daughter's story. That your old stories, your old emotions, your old issues don't become involved in your relationship with your daughter. It's easy for that to happen. So whether it's your own personal issues, whether it's marriage problems, I don't want your daughters to get so close that they feel like they have to be responsible for you. If you don't have family to talk to, if you don't have friends to talk to, then you need to do something about that. Because I do not want your daughters to be your therapist slash confidant. I don't want them being inundated with adult problems that don't belong to them. So you need to get out somehow and find friends. Go to counseling, clear things up, reach out, join things, go up to church, join groups, whatever it takes for you to start developing people and friends that you can talk to instead of your daughter. And... If, you're, if, you, if your daughter is honest with you and she says there's some things that I would like some boundaries with and you agree, 
to set those boundaries emotionally or whatever, then make sure you also give your daughter permission to hold you accountable to that. Hold you accountable to letting go, to not micromanaging, to not projecting your stuff onto them, to not be too involved in their lives and their every little nitty gritty detail of their lives. I heard about this mom one time who who was talking to her friend and she said, you know, my daughter's always complaining that I'm micromanaging her and I'm too involved in her life and I'm too involved in all of her business. She said, or at least that's what she writes in her diary. There you go. That mom is sleepwalking. Also, I think one of the things that I do with girls is I want them to understand why their parents are acting the way they do. I talk about them sleepwalking. I talk about them listening for their parents' stories. Some girls understand because their parents have shared some of their old stories. That can kind of give them the space to step back and say, this is not about me. I didn't cause it. I'm not responsible for it. This is their stuff, not mine. That's a huge boundary that needs to be set. Um, some parents have mental health issues. They have depression. They have an anxiety disorder. They're narcissistic where it's all, all about them. And, and a lot of girls have a hard time backing off from taking care of things because they're afraid that their mom will get more depressed or more anxious and she won't be able to function, et cetera, et cetera. I've met a lot of girls who end up doing a lot of the child care at home of younger siblings. They, they cook the meals. I've seen girls in high school who have jobs and they buy the groceries and they do the grocery shopping and they do the cooking because they have a depressed parent who's not taking care of things. So take care of yourselves. If you got mental health issues and you're listening to this podcast, then when you're, when you're done with this podcast, get on the phone and get a counselor. Take care of yourself. I give girls permission a lot of times to let their parents go. Even if their parents are still suffering. Girls who want to get away, they want to be free. They want to spread their wings. They want to get out of town to go away to college. I tell them that they're going to need to trust that even if they're not there, that their parents will learn to adjust and that you not being there will force your parent to find other supports. And that's a hard one for kids to let go of sometimes because they spent many years, some of them, taking care of everybody. I tell them that I hear what they're saying, I understand what they're saying, and at some point, they're going to need to do their life. I encourage them to find some healthy adults to talk to who are not their parents, if their parents are unhealthy. They need someone to, to vent with, to share with, someone who will give them a hug, someone who will say, I get it, I see you, I understand, it's not about you. A lot of girls will find a, their friend's parent or maybe their boyfriend's or their dating partner's parent Sometimes they'll come to a counselor like me. I can be that person for them to say, it's okay, it's not about you. This is your parents' stuff. Some girls need help even with like the college process if their parents are not willing to do it because they're so, they don't want their kids to leave. So they may have to get a school counselor or someone to help them with the forms and the applications and the, the FAFSA, you know, the, the, the financial aid kind of things in order for them to start to strike out and to start to create their own life. I also tell girls it's okay 
for you to want something that's different than what your parents want for you. By the time you're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years of age, you're the one who should know what's best for you more than anybody else in your life, more than your parents, more than your teachers, more than your student council, uh, I'm sorry, your school counselor. You're the one who needs to know. And so you need to learn to cultivate quiet time, to go inside and to do some soul searching and some reflection, do some journaling, do whatever it takes for you to get inside and say, what do I want? What's in my best interest? Um, I need to quiet all these other voices out there telling me what to do. I need to quiet these old voices that says, don't don't piss your parents off or don't disappoint your parents or your mom may not like that. You have to quiet those voices and learn to quiet those voices and check in with your inner voice. And that may sound so cl- so cliche, but it's true. I think a lot of girls need to do some family counseling. I think they need their own counseling like I do with girls to help them to kind of sift through their feelings, help them see things, see reality. But also they need some family counseling to be able to sit with their parent and talk and listen to each other and establish agreements and set boundaries and and have some accountability. There are some girls whose parents are not willing to get help, who are not willing to let go, who are not willing to change. They're not willing to quote unquote wake up. And so some of them need to become estranged, if you will, from their parents. They need to separate. They need space. I've had some girls who move out of their home when they're in high school, move in with their friends because they're tired of their mom screaming at them when they're drunk. Or they're tired of their parents yelling at them. They're tired of, excuse me, their parents not listening because it's so unhealthy or, or because there's domestic violence going on. So sometimes they need the to, to, to space to be able to do their own work, build themselves up, create more confidence, more self-awareness, to understand reality, get the strength and the courage and the skills to set boundaries. For some of them, it's about becoming old enough and powerful enough to be able to sit at the table with their parents eye to eye as equals and say, we need to hear each other. We need to work this out. And I, I don't want to be treated anymore like you're the... You're the all-knowing adult. I'm this little stupid kid. We need to be able to sit and look each other in the eye and have some heart-to-hearts. Some girls need to go away and then come back in order for that to happen. Some girls need to kind of back off for a while and then have the ability to restart the relationship on their terms. I saw a girl not too long ago who's, I think I mentioned it earlier, she, her parents divorced, her dad got remarried, moved out of state. And so... He's, he has now lately been wanting to reestablish a relationship with her. And she's like, eh, I'm not so sure. He was never the dad I needed. He was never around. I was never his priority my whole life. There's a part of her that does want to have a dad in her life. But she's not willing to go stay with him and her, and her stepmom. So I encourage them to find some ways to connect different than that. Like, for instance, when he comes in town, to go out to dinner, just the two of them. No, no siblings, no stepmom, and just talk. Just catch up with each other. Just start to reestablish a relationship and let it build and let it grow. It may need to start that way. And I think some girls need to have permission to do it that way. If you've been too close to your daughter, if you've been enmeshed, if you've been pouring your stuff into your daughters, if your daughters are too responsible for your behavior, for your emotions, for your feelings, for your marriage, if they've taken responsibility for your happiness, 
and you've been you've been using them too much. Your daughters are going to need some space to become who they're meant to be. To not be shackled with their parents' old baggage. The space to find themselves and make choices and decisions based upon what's right for them. They need the freedom and the rope to, to solve their own problems, make mistakes, learn from them, and move on. They need to learn, your daughters, to take care of themselves. They need to learn not only to, to take care of their needs, but to really believe that it's okay to have needs and that everybody else's needs are not always more important than theirs, that their needs are important too and their self-care is important too. It's good to be of service to other people, but you also need to take care of yourself. And a lot of girls who I see in in messed relationships have not learned that. The good news is that I've talked to a lot of girls and young women, high school, college, over the years, where they have had enough distance and space to be able to get stronger and to do some personal growth and and to establish their own awarenesses and to know who they are and to understand what's been going on, who develop their own uh, identity and, and they know that they have needs and it's okay to have those. I've seen girls who, who do that and they grow up and they grow stronger and more self-aware and then they're ready to come back and reestablish relationships. And I've seen it work. I've seen it work a lot of times. But they need to be able to follow their own path, create their own destiny, have their own needs, have their own life, their own friendships, their own dating life, etc. without their parents being so enmeshed and so involved that it becomes not theirs. So the most important thing, the most important word to take away from this podcast is two words actually, wake up. Don't be like that tramp in London who is sleepwalking through his life I want you to become aware. You do your own soul searching. Go to some counseling if you're not sure. Ask your daughter. Get feedback. Let your daughter know, I don't want you to be responsible for my happiness. And there's some things I've probably done that has made it hard for you to not feel that way. Let me know what those things are. If you see me slide back, tell me I'm a big girl. I'm a big boy. I can take it. I want you to give me feedback. That would be so important to establish that in your relationship with your daughter. So you guys can make agreements, you can hold each other accountable, and start to create a healthier relationship. Awareness, awareness, awareness. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Um, if this has resonated with you, um, then listen to it, this with your daughter, and this may prompt a discussion with her about, are there ways where you feel like I'm doing too much? Are there ways where you feel like I'm too involved? Are there ways where I'm not giving you the space to become yourself, to make your own choices? Are you doing too many things to please me or to not disappoint me? Have those conversations. If this, if this podcast helps to listen to together, to stir that up, then do that. If you enjoy these podcasts, I always say pass them on. Um, also, I... I'm a, I, I'm a developmental behavioral pediatrician. I counsel girls every week. Um, if your daughter needs uh, someone to talk to, just just um, you know call our office. The, our office number is 636-530-1883. 636-530-1883. I'd be glad to support her through this process of finding herself and also of learning how to relate with you in a more healthy way.
Check out all the services that we provide on our website at drtimjordan.com. I appreciate you listening to these podcasts, passing them on, giving me feedback. If you have suggestions about future podcasts, you know, send them to me uh, through the website. Um, and I will be back here in a week with a new podcast with a new topic. And I hope you have I hope that you can, if you're in some ways too close to your daughter, I hope you guys can work it out so that your relationship becomes healthy so you can remain close in a healthy way and an influence in their lives. Thanks for stopping by.